Welcome, guys, to another episode of Consistent Development. Uh, joining me on the show today, uh, my man Teo, well, Teo Roxon, right? Yes, Teo Roxon. Teo Roxon. Yeah. So, um, dude, going through uh, going through your profile, man, dude, you have such a cool resume, man. I'd say, and the fine and the best suits, dude. I have to say. Uh, <laughs> I know I'm not I'm not wearing a suit today, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, so I was much. like, man, dude, I gotta find where this guy gets his suits. But uh, <laughs> so yeah, you have a, a very interesting story, um, which of course we're gonna get into today. But um, just so, but the purpose of why I have people on. Um, I, I, like I messaged you earlier, I like to have people who are, you know, doing, you know, unique things and really kind of setting the standard for how to, you know, live a life they want, man. And I, honestly, you know, just going through your profile, you know, I, I love what you represent and the message you're trying to, you know, share, whether it's with gender equality or all of that. So, um, first off, if you would like to give a, a little, um, you know, background information on you, man. Sure, man. Uh, first of all, thank you for having me. It's a, it's, it's a real honor, a real pleasure. I, I love um, the opportunity to, have it, to get to share my story. So, uh, background about me: I'm uh, I'm a Nigerian, right? So I grew up in five countries and four continents. But you know, a little little more uh, in depth story is the first nine years of my life was spent in um, military dictatorship, and um, you know, I, I grew to two military dictatorships, and I was always interested in what equality was like. How do you learn how to connect across cultures? And when we transitioned into civilian government in, um, you know, May 29, 1999, uh, a year after that, my dad's job as a diplomat started to take us to different parts of the world. So now we were like, boom, boom, traveling and representing. Wow. I was now this kid who was like the minority everywhere went. I remember being this skinny uh nigerian kid at 10 years old with a thick nigerian accent in a french-speaking country and american oh going through puberty and so that, that was like a whole lot of changes and um you know I, I that sort of set me down this path of understanding what a world could be like if we learn how to forge um you know bridges and and uh, culture divide so came to the united states when i was 17 to study and you know i thought i was going to do i thought i was going to be a diplomat like my dad I thought I was going to be in the United Nations. I thought I was going to be a lawyer. None of those things really panned out. And um, <laughs> fast forward to graduation, I ended up applying to over 85 jobs, and they all said no. And and I was freaking out because I was like, I, I really want to do something. I want to make yeah, an yeah. impact. Exactly. And all of you are saying no. Uh, <laughs> Come on, show me some love. Like, <laughs> yeah, show me some love. My situation was, was unique, too, because I'm not a citizen, so... I needed an H-1B visa, so I, you know, I just basically went back to everyone that had given me an internship before and said, "Hey, uh, you know, whatever you got, man, <laughs> anything <laughs> you me. got, I'll do it." And that translated into the sales job that I did, and I found myself lost in a world I'd never imagined for myself. And so, here I was doing that, and then um, August 22, 2012, driving to that same place of work, not feeling motivated, stepped on the accelerator pedal hit 60 miles per hour like I was supposed to and then um, you know and then my my lane gets cut into half because this neighboring car loses control and all of a sudden I'm swerving out of the way so I don't get hit but I smash into the left guardrail then the right guardrail boom hit one car boom two car boom and then back to one on the left guardrail I'm 22 years old the car's perpendicular about to flip over this bridge and I, only one thought comes to mind have you done everything you said you're going to do because I was this 10-year-old kid who was going to somehow change the world. And here I was um, not doing that. And so instincts kicked in, slammed the brakes, somehow managed to get out of the car. That's the car crazy. Was, so, car was, Yeah, go ahead. 
No, no, that's that's crazy. So, so you're so at I don't I, that must have. So what? You're at twenty two and you hit this guardrail, and I mean, because everyone says like you know, uh, take Brendan, what's his name, Bouchard or whatever. He kind of had a similar uh, event like yeah, that happen too, yeah. and uh, um, that's insane. So like, dude, having that thought. So what was that like? So you get that, you get that. Does that drive you like going into any projects that you do, man? Like how? Of what, course. So you know, after that accident, I, I came out on it unscathed. If my car was totaled, there was no way I was supposed to have gone there without any injury. And that was when I quit my job, moved to New York City, and began what I do right now. And so, when every day that I wake up, I'm, I'm always a naturally energetic guy anyway. But every day I wake <laughs> up, I'm reminded that no, no day's promised, right? And so. That's when you know, like you were doing right now with a podcast. I, I decided to launch my podcast to answer that question: Why do we live in a digital and globalized world and people don't know how to connect? And I did that while I was getting my MBA. And so I go to school at night, and then I'll, and it, the way you're doing, I'll come back. Oh, what time are you free? Oh, okay, well, let's interview. <laughs> and I'll interview people. Um, and then I started to launch that, and I started to write more about my stories and how I learned how to connect across cultures. And I, I just stayed consistent, and eventually, I built enough of a platform. Um, to do that, to do what I do today as a consultant, public speaker, and coach. So, that so that kind of answered my question, which is awesome. So that so podcasting was kind of something that that was the first move that you kind of went to venture out into doing something on your own, right? Podcasting. Yeah. Well, the first move I did was change my environment. I always tell people if if, if you're in an environment that's not suited for your success, change it. So I I was living in a small town. There's nothing wrong with small towns, but a small town in Virginia that I didn't feel inspired by and I'd just given up by taking this job yeah, and yeah. I just remember going to New York City because I felt like it's always been like those weird city of my dreams is like the the backdrop of all my favorite movies but I came <laughs> I, I know I was like a romantic guy but I came here to, to you know check out schools because I, I, I was planning my move to different MBA programs and I remember feeling some energy so change your environment and then tell your story and that's what I did with the podcast so with um I do. I saw, like going through like some of your some some other stuff on your profile, man. I saw, dude, you were uh, top forty millennials to follow. Dude, that is such a cool headline to have, man. That, Thanks, so man. how so how what was what is it like getting some? You know, was that what well, actually that? Let's go back a little bit first because I want to find out one of your major. What was one of your first accomplishments that you could remember that you really thought, all right, I you know I'm starting to make you know I'm starting to make a shift in in what I'm trying to do. Do you have something? That's an interesting because I always wanted. No. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, so, you know, the move here wasn't always easy. It wasn't easy because you come into a new town with nothing but a dream. And there's no, you know, there's no one you know. No, and I'm fine with not knowing anyone because I moved around a lot. But still, it's like no job security, no anything. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just going to school. And I just said, I was going to do this podcast. And that was, you know, 2014. Podcasting was, was still cool, but it wasn't like, it was like, eh, what's a podcast? Right? You <laughs> yeah. know, it was like Lewis Howes and he's still doing it and all those yeah, things. Yeah. But um, I, I remember one time I was about to go to bed and someone sent me congratulations on Facebook. And I was like, for what? I, I, don't, I, don't, have a, I don't have a kid. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to go to bed. What's <laughs> He said, you're the number two business podcast in 2014. And, and someone, an entrepreneur, some contributor, an entrepreneur had put me as the number two business podcast under John Lee Dumas. And what? I was like, whoa, I didn't even do anything for that. And so I wasn't, I wasn't getting paid for my podcast. I was still struggling to figure out what to do in New York City. But that was validation for me to say, it doesn't matter how bad things are going right now. You got to continue. And so that sort of kept me going. That was the first one I remember. Oh, man. That, 
So for, for my listeners, I would honestly take take 30 seconds and go literally go back to what he just said because that, that's gold. Um, so you move on from that, which is absolutely amazing. Someone texts you and, you you know, that's how you find out that you have the number two podcast. Yeah, I didn't even know. They didn't tell me. Because, like, hey, I mean, like, okay. <laughs> dude, with me at least, like, I, I got to stop. Like, me at, you know, at the end of the night, I got to refresh my page and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. You know, I gained, like, you know, 30 new uh, listeners or something. <laughs> I got to stop that. But uh, that's insane. But um, so I I also saw that you now um, reading you are the, you are the CEO to what your own media company. How did that yeah. how did that unfold for you, and what was it like working up to that? Yeah, so it's yeah, it's a consultant media company, and so what that is is you know I always said a podcast launched my career. So you know, unroot while I was doing the podcast and figuring out what I wanted to do, uh, you know, I tried out tried out a couple jobs. I got fired twice, and I was like, okay, fine. I know, this is, nah. <laughs> it, it was like, with every success, there was always some random thing. Yeah. But I was like, the only thing that stayed consistent was a podcast. And people would say, hey, I love your podcast, man. I love what you're doing. Can you? And then it just gave me this idea of what if I learned how to like expand that. And I remember one of my listeners sent me an email one day and said, hey, you know, I've been listening to you for a while. I work at the World Bank. I, you know, we don't, we're not, we don't pay like a lot of our speakers or anything, but would you be willing to come maybe for a day or so to, to, uh, speak to uh, some of our kids? And I was like, I didn't even, I wasn't thinking about the money. I was like, world bank. Great. Great. And so I just, I figured out a way to get there and, and I did that. And when I did that, I saw an opening because the audience responded to me well. People said, you should do this more. It's like, you've done this all your life. And I was like, no, it's like the, this is one of the first times I've done it. I mean, I've done class presentations, but this is a little different. And so it made me start to think of how I could expand my business. So I was like, I've got to expand the story. And so I started reaching out to people and companies and schools and say, hey, this is my life. This is what I've done. This kid was um, across different cultures. My podcast in 150 countries. I bring on guests from different parts of the world. That's my credibility. And um, I started to dabble into that. And then it led into this opportunity to companies to consult where people – you know, in, two, in the recent years, we've had things like police brutality. We've had things like uh, the elections and all that. People were really confused. And they were like, well, you've been writing about this. You've been podcasting for a while. Yeah, and I was yeah. doing all this stuff for free. And we, you know, we saw the world back. We saw all this and TEDx and all that. We're like, yeah, we, we think you could, you'd be great for our company. And I was like, huh, I could turn this into much more than just a podcast and speaking, but also consulting. So it became that. The media elements are the podcasting or my writing or creating content. But a lot of the work comes from me going into these environments to show people, um, you know, what it's like to actually listen better, to understand how to um, uh, use differences. And I, my mission statement is use your difference to make a difference. So a lot of that is all that. But it was a gradual process. So, I, so, 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 what you, so you've, you expanded basically. So, what you, or what your channel was basically for podcasts, just because this is good for me too. Exactly. Someone who, I started this probably January and, uh, it's, I would say it's, it's growing pretty well. Um, but, uh, definitely that, you know, there will be a point where, you know, it's probably, it'll start to plateau. So, this is awesome information for me. I'm like, I'm all ears right now. But, um, oh, good. you yeah. think, you think, uh, that's something that really helped was expanding not just, you know, what one message was, but maybe, you know, going out and, um, with, like yeah. you said, with media and... Right. I, I think people need to really know their story, right? So what I was trying to do with mine was, you know, I really want to solve a problem, right? Why can't we connect across cultures? That's what I've been doing. And I was like, well, I'll bring on people like me who grew up in different parts of the world initially and have them talk about how they embrace 
their global mindset. You know, for much of my early life, I had an identity crisis because I was always in between all these things. Always going back. And I, was, and, yeah. I was not Nigerian enough. It's not this enough. I was like, yeah. huh, I'm just going to be this. So I was, there was a problem I was going to solve and I was going to tell my story through that. And that resonates with people because it's authentic. Exactly. You got to attach your skill to a world problem going on right now. If you look at the, the, the world problem I saw going on is that there's a leadership problem. And, and that's what I said. And, and my way of solving the leadership problem was saying, I think if you all know how to communicate effectively across cultures, you be a better leader and you be a better change maker. And so that became something that I've done. And another thing I'll give you as advice is, you know, so there's speaking and there's consulting. Those are like the, uh, the two, uh, two major primary sources of revenue. But I also do, you know, coaching. And that coaching came about from people who had observed my career. A lot of them had said, you know, you're starting on a podcast. You're not going to use your MBA. You're, you're wasting your money. And, then, um, and they're like, hey, I've sort of seen how you created this career path for yourself where you're, you're like the thought leader in your space. Exactly. I want to be able to do the same thing. And so I work with a lot of aspiring change makers to help them develop their messages, but also build platforms that can turn into movements. And so those are the three sources. So if you're thinking about podcasting, think about how you can use that as a leverage. I mean, you can, if you meet someone that's super important that you feel like is great in your industry, it's nothing to say, hey, I would love to, in-, you know, they could say no. Like the way you reach out to me, I'd love to interview you. I have this audience. They could benefit. Hey, you got a book coming out. I'd love to, you know, help you with your sales and all that kind of stuff. You just find that way. And it's an in into that. And then if you do really well and people love you, that's a relationship that you build and that you go on and on from there. That is, oh, man, that's, that's gold. So, because obviously what your what your voice and how you you know and how you spread that has worked but one of one of the challenges was it, how challenging was it cuz you said 150 uh countries is how you, is yeah. How, yeah that must be a yeah. challenge was is that a challenge you know tra- spreading it to with the whether it's no, a language no. barrier barrier or no <laughs> No, so it's, it, those are those are the. I mean, I don't know what, what podcast, and you know, it depends on the podcast app you use. So it, it shows the stats of where it's listened to. But oh, okay, okay. The, yeah, the challenge for me was turning what I was doing into money because I, when I was getting my MBA, it's two years, and I would watch my fellow colleagues, my fellow students, go to like you know, the the interviews, yeah, yeah, Goldman yeah. Sachs, all this, and I, and I knew in my head ever since that near death experience that I wasn't going to do any of this. That must be and hard, I was man. Sort of doing the school as well to. You know, I'm from a Nigerian family. You're not a lawyer, engineer, or any of that. Like, you got to do something. Yeah. So that was, like, a good reason for them to say, okay, my son is doing something. But yeah. clock was ticking on what I needed to do. <laughs> I just knew I was passionate about this. I wasn't making any money from it, and I didn't want to do anything I didn't feel fulfilled in. And I remember graduating, and I didn't necessarily have any clue on what was going on. And I just took, like, this consulting job to sort of pay the bills, got fired from that. And then I, I took another job. They said, hey, we love your brand. Maybe we can merge together. And I was like, yes, that would be great. <laughs> anything, brand. anything. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I've got to really better myself. And so I crafted my story and, and everything I've done. I said, this is what I've done. This is who I am. And I'm going to start pitching all the TEDx organizations and all the people there. I was like, if I get a TEDx and if I get a bunch of these speaking engagements, it's going to be easier for me to pitch myself to companies. And so I, I reached out to – I. TEDx, 18 TEDx, um, 18 plus TEDx over two years. <clears throat> Eventually, one of them said yes. And the wow. reason they said yes was like, hey, we're living in a very difficult time. And we went through your work. You've done this for the last three, four years. So it was great. And it just made me think, what happened if I had given up all those times when I was, I that's... couldn't swipe my credit card because I was afraid it was going to get declined. <laughs> I, I... And I was like, that's, that's, the, that's the point. 
and so that's like the you're building your foundation and so the TEDx just added to that see and that's the beauty of why you know the people who come on here they you know it's for anyone who's, you know, with any form of adversity, listen, they can say, hey, listen, that podcast that Nick just recently made, I mean, listen to what that guy was saying, you know, he scared of swiping his uh, his credit card, and what, you put it in, to how many oh, times, God. and finally, <laughs> uh, I mean, so, that's what I wanted to get into, that was one of the last topics, I don't want to keep you too long, but the one of the la- that, because the TEDx talk, oh, that's like, you know, that's like something that's like a goal that's, you know, sitting on my wall for what I want to cross off. You can off. get it, man. Man, what is, what was that like? Tell me, so, alright, they they pick you up, alright, and, uh, that, you know, they say, alright, we're going to feature you on the, for, uh, you know, to give this talk. Do, tell me, take me through that, man, because that's my I'll goal, you, man. I'll take it, so, I've been, like, you, I've always been wanting to do the TED, TEDx thing, I was like, uh, you know, ever since I came you know, right around the time I was launching my podcast was the same time I was always applying. But it always felt like I wasn't ready. It was premature. They're like, "Oh, we hear what you're saying. It's good, but nah." And uh, or people wouldn't even respond. It was just, it was just, yeah, just yeah. Oh, they picked their speakers. Oh, great. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I, I remember after the last time I got fired, I just said, "Okay, Tyro, who are you? Right? You have a podcast that's successful. It's made." Entrepreneur list has made that, 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 it's made this. You, you have, you know, you've been blogging on these topics for a while. You have a personal story with this because you grew up like that. How about, and you have a website and you have a lot of things that you've written. So write your story and look at the themes of the, the podcast that are looking there. So I looked at the different podcasts. I saw Unity, One, Connection, Cross Connection. And I was like, all right, my story fits with this. So I'm going to pitch myself and say, hey, this is who I am. I run this. Da, da, da. I have. This is my experience, and this is why I feel like I'd be a good speaker. And I did that. I continued to do that for maybe I identified four to five. None of them responded. Then I followed up with like the four and five. One of them said, "Hey, um, congratulations, you're a speaker." No. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, "What?" Is I was like, you, you wouldn't have told me if I didn't follow up. I'm like, oh, we well, we just read your email after you followed us, and we went through your website, and we're putting on our event for the first time. So, wow. kind of new speakers. <laughs> so I was like, wow. Oh, yeah, great. And then one of the other people I followed said, hey, we'd love to talk to you. Um, do you have some time? And um, they said, yeah, we love your message as well. This one, th- this TEDx was more experienced. And they said, you're also in. And then I was freaking out because I pitched them the same topic. And I could not. Oh my I was, god! I, was so, like, I can't do the two of you the same thing. So now so you're having the, the positive person. domino effect. Usually it's the oh. negative domino, effect, but now you have the positive domino. Yeah, <laughs> my yeah, man's having a good problem. problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 so that 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 became that. And then the third one that happened was it was an internal one. Someone from L'Oreal had seen. See, this is why it's important to put out work. Someone had seen something I'd said and that was recommended, and they were doing like an internal. I didn't know that some tech were internal, so this is in public. Like, hey, we just won for for L'Oreal and everyone in our in our company. Someone recommended you, and we think you'd be great. And our topic is, you know, beautiful skin, beauty skin um, yeah. inside. And you talk about using difference to make a difference. And that was that. You know, the first two were me pitching. The third one was someone came to me randomly. Wow. But you gotta do the work. That's crazy, man. So, uh, I guess to 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 hear it finally, uh, and then. Uh, so you're up there, man. Were, were the nerves kicking, or I mean, how was it? <laughs> um, I always say, I mean, it's I, a healthy set of nerves, right? Um, I was definitely nervous for, for the two of them. I remember doing push-ups in between. I speak a lot. <laughs> I, speak, I speak about uh, you know, fifty times a year now. But I, I um, 
I, I nervous nervousness and excitement are usually the same emotion. But I was yeah, nervous yeah. because I was like, I can't believe I finally did this. I was nervous because wow, there are a lot of people there. And then after that, I just remembered. I was like, this is what you were born to do. You said you wanted to do this. This was on your vision board and all that. So go do it. And as soon as I said the first few sentences, it came down. Uh, and I just, just continued. <laughs> I just went on. Man, I know that feeling. Oh, my God. Dude, you got me hyped up, and I'm, I'm not even there yet. But just hearing what you have to You're say, man. You're going to get there, Yeah, man. let's go. I'll have to give you a shout-out, man. I'm, you know, I'll, 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 Look, I'd be happy. And if I'm in the area and you're speaking, I'll definitely come check you out. You know, hey, man, so... Listen, I mean, as far as everything, uh, what I've had, all my homework and everything, man, you you nailed it, man. All those, man, you just have an incredible story, and dude, I wish you nothing but the best. What is the the last question? Is what's up? What's what's your next? What's your what's your mission that you're on right now? Any project necessarily that you're trying to spread with it? Yeah, I mean, my my overall goal is to help develop three billion leaders. There are currently three billion people under thirty, and um. I think that's the next set of leaders. So it's continuously doing that. Whether you know, I'm I'm doing a lot of one-on-one coaching now with um, uh, you know, people are doing that. So I'm I'm working on a book, doing a course, and it's all on along along the same lines. But um, it's all in service of building leaders, and that's that's what I feel like I was meant to do. And um, if I can do that, and those people end up doing that to other people, I think I've done my job. Man, this is gold. Listen, when you get that book out, man, I'll be one of the first ones on that. All right, my brother. So, uh, thank you so dude, much. Nah, thank listen, you. thank you. I wish you nothing but the best. Thank you so much for coming on, man. And, hey, uh, hey listen, you know, I'll let you know when I post the link. And, uh, dude, definitely we'll keep in touch on how everything goes, man. Thank you, man. Thank you for inviting me, Nick. I really appreciate it. Thank all you. right, brother. Blessings, man. All right? All right. Blessings. Take care. Hey.